We'll stand in just a little bit again to, to read a couple verses here. But as you're turning there, find your place there in Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to say right out of the gate here, if you have the back of your bullets in there, I typed it up, printed it off, and realized I for, that was my worksheet because I have my verses in my notes. I did not give you the references on there, so I will try to give you the references as we move along. Uh, but Hebrews 12 is where we'll begin our service this morning. And uh, continuing our series on uh, the misunderstanding test, all tests that Christians are going to face. We talked about discouragement, talked about the wilderness, talked about patience. And uh, this morning we'll look at a misunderstanding. And I asked my wife, I said, can you give me like uh, an instance maybe in our life where we've had a misunderstanding? And I said, bonus points if it's funny. And uh, she said, we've never had a misunderstanding. And um, I saw that was so sweet. She's like, no, that was the joke. Um, but anyways, uh, I will say this. I was thinking about this. Uh, this is kind of a, a silly, silly illustration this morning. Is uh, I love, which I don't know if I should, I don't know if I should endorse them or not, but I love Mexican food, and so one of my restaurants I like to go to is Chipotle. Uh, not that that's real Mexican food, but I normally get about a 25-pound burrito, and then I regret it later that I ate the whole thing in one sitting. Uh, but I remember one time I was going to a church service, and they were going to give out gift cards. And uh, they said that they were going to give out these gift cards, and my mother-in-law relayed the message to me that it was going to be a Chipotle gift card. That's not the reason I went to church, but I was extra excited to go to church that day uh, to, get, uh, to get a gift card, and I was a little bit disappointed. It was a Chick-fil-A gift card. And uh, you can't, that's like cruel, giving that out on Sunday, because you can't go there on a Sunday. And she's like, well, I thought, I thought he said that he was going to give away a Chick-fil-A, oh, Chick, Chick-fil-A gift card. So anyways, there's a little misunderstanding there. I was a little frustrated by that. Uh, but anyways, it was a free meal. We went there on Monday, because you can't go there on Sunday. Uh, but let's look here at Hebrews chapter 12, verses number 1 through 3. If you stand together for the reading of the Word of God, I'll read all three verses just for the, for the sake of time here this morning, 1 through 3. And then we'll have prayer and get into the message this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, for consider him... In, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Heavenly Father, God, I pray you bless the remainder of the service today. Thank you for the song service. Thank you for the children singing this morning. God, I pray that uh, every, every word that's said would be from you. Lord, I pray you bless uh, the time in your word this morning. Give me the words to say and the words not to say. Lord, we ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. A couple of other references I just want to make mention before we get into the, 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 the main thought this morning. I have a lot of information to get to you. We'll fly through the worksheet, but don't let that get your hopes up because we'll, we'll have a little bit of a punchline there at the end of how we can apply this to our lives. But the Bible says in Luke 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, Jesus Christ came, he had a mission, and it was to seek those. It was never about himself. It was he came to serve. And uh, as Christians, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, that is our goal, is to serve Jesus Christ. And we all have a task to do. The mission is the Great Commission, to reach the lost with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I think about in John 10.10, we looked at this several, several weeks ago for a couple nights on a, on a Sunday night. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. That's Satan. 
I am come, Jesus Christ, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I think about really just the, the thought this morning, a misunderstanding, the misunderstanding test. How many of, of you have ever misunderstood something or you yourself have been misunderstood? Probably everybody's hand, unless you just misunderstood what I just asked you. Then you can raise your hand then. But uh, at some point in time, you've misunderstood something. You've been misunderstood yourself. Many times I feel like the misunderstanding just comes from us, really, and we'll look at this several times throughout the message this morning, is our pride. Uh, we misunderstand something and we get a little frustrated maybe with something. And uh, I'll say this, I'll use this example. Uh, as a parent, I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, but uh, my kids, when you say maybe, they interpret that as absolutely that's going to happen. So when the phrase comes out, maybe if we have time, we can go to the park. What did they just hear? We are going to the park no matter what, no matter what time, no matter how tired mom and dad is, that dad is, that's where we're going. So when we get to the time where we say, can't go today, maybe tomorrow, and then it just, it's all, they misunderstood, and it brings confusion, brings wailing and gnashing of teeth uh, along with all of that. But maybe you yourself have had a situation where you thought you knew something about something, or you were maybe promised something, or you misunderstood, and when the results came in, if you will, you were frustrated. You were a little bit confused. Why did this not go the way that I thought it should? Parents and children uh, oftentimes have misunderstandings, husband and wife, coworkers, uh, maybe fellow laborers, Christians. A lot of times we have misunderstandings. Uh, we also can struggle sometimes with those that we work around or live around. I know for me, I've uh, tried to be a good neighbor, but there was a period of time in our life where we had a neighbor nearby that uh, our dog just did not like. This is another reason why not to get a dog, but uh, anyways, uh, and it would just, every time this guy came out of his house, the dog would nonstop bark at this guy. And I won't give you the 45-minute story this morning on that situation because I'm still bitter about it, but uh, nonetheless, I said the wrong thing, and I said to the guy one time when he was having a misunderstanding, I said, I'm sorry my dog is such a good uh, uh, judge of character. Um, that was not the right thing to say. Um, I told him I was from the First Lutheran Church after that. Uh, no, I didn't say that. But uh, all that being said, there was a misunderstanding. There was some frustration that came about, and uh, it, w it got to the point where the guy literally said he was going to buy us a cat. I said, listen, we're not, <laughs> we're not that far. Uh, I'll get rid of the dog before I get a cat. Um, amen to that. Sorry if I just offended half of you there. But, um, um, but there's, some, there's some misunderstandings that come along, and a lot of times it can hinder our relationships. It can really hinder uh, a, a, a relationship between a husband, a, a husband and wife and a, a parent and a child. Uh, several things that could come in that factor this could be a generation gap. Uh, I know many times for me, as, uh, as the generation before me or even above, will have a misunderstanding. I don't understand something just because there's that generation gap. How about this? I'll sometimes get frustrated, not frustrated, but confused, because I was born during the technology uh, uh, the era. I was born into it, so that when someone tells me they don't know how to do something, I'm kind of like, what do, you, what do you mean you don't know how to do that? Um, do you want my daughter, seven-year-old daughter, to show you how to do this? Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I've also have heard the other side of the coin. says, Caleb, your generation is very lazy. They don't know how to work. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm a part of that generation. I'm trying to break that mold. I uh, thought about this yesterday as I sat in my house looking out the window while all the men <laughs> were out there working. And uh, I, had, I had an excuse. It was uh, called laziness. But um, anyways, all that to say, there's a, so, uh, we have educational gap. I thought about this as I was thinking um, about this thought about misunderstanding. My senior year of homeschool education, uh, my dad retired uh, from a long-time job, and he loves geometry. Geom ugh, I can't even say the word. I can't even spell it. Geometry. I did not like it. How many of you are a good Christian today and say you did not like geometry? 
Okay, there's the good ones. How many say, I love it. I'm just, I love that stuff. That's great. I was never good at geography either. But uh, all that being said, I remember my dad explaining it to me, and it was just like going right over my head. And maybe we shouldn't have done it first thing in the morning. Maybe we should have done it later that day. But I remember the conversation along the lines of my dad saying, how do you not understand this? What do you think I said to him? How do you, how do you understand this? I don't get this. And uh, moving along a couple, couple weeks, months later, if you will, I remember my dad came to me and says, Caleb, I think our, our relationship is more important than you learning geometry. So uh, we decided to don't tell my, my, my school that we got rid of that. But uh, nonetheless, we did 75% of it, and uh, my dad and I still have a good relationship today in spite of geometry. Uh, I think about this, a, a religious gap. I, w- I don't like when someone says that uh, I have a religion. Uh, I, I say I have a belief. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. Nonetheless, there's a lot of religions out there, and sometimes fr- frustrations, misunderstandings can happen when you try to witness to somebody. Maybe, I know for me, I have some family that have a Catholic background. Sometimes that can breed frustration because as I'm trying to witness to them, uh, they are so set in their ways, and they say, well, how do you know the truth? I said, it's because it's what the Word of God says. And then I try to, I try to put myself in their situations. If I lived this my whole life, and uh, I'm not trying to be mean or this morning, just trying to tell you the truth, it's a lie, what they believe. Uh, but if I lived that my whole life, and I believed it myself, and someone came to me and says, your whole life is a lie, okay, I would have a hard time grasping that at first. But we we're supposed to love, we we're supposed to give them truth and to have patience with them. Um, but nonetheless, I don't like it when people will share with me what they believe in, and it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I say, oh yeah, just whatever you believe, it gets you into heaven. No, absolutely not. Jesus Christ is the only way uh, to heaven. And it's not what you do, it's all because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And putting your faith and trust in him alone to take you to heaven when you die. And uh, so sometimes that can breed frustration. Uh, Differences between individuals often lead us to misunderstandings. How many of you understand people are different? People are different. Okay. Praise the Lord that some people are different. I'm glad not everybody's like me. Uh, I'm glad everybody's not like you. Know, you. I'm glad that there's difference, differences in all of us. But that can lead to misunderstandings. Misunderstandings is defined as to fail to understand uh, or to interpret incorrectly. Uh, how many times in my own life have I gotten something that I thought I understood and all of a sudden was like, whoa, I know nothing about this. I interpreted that incorrectly. Um, let's look at, uh, turn your Bibles, we'll go to a couple places here. Hold your place there in Hebrews 12, because we will come back to that. But let's go to Acts chapter number 15, back, uh, back in the Old, uh, New Testament here, Acts chapter 15, a couple books back. Now, as you're turning there, I just want to, again, before we jump into some of the, the, the worksheet here, that misunderstandings, honestly, guys, happen about every single day. They happen every single day. Somebody misunderstood this something, so now there's a frustration here. Pastor alluded to it in the invitation, the 815 service. I was going to say something. He reminded me. But I remember uh, many times, uh, I, one, of the, one of the rules that we had, uh, and I, say, I don't say rule, I'm thankful for them now, but one of the things that we had to follow when I was dating my wife uh, was that we were only allowed 10 text messages a day. That's all we were allowed to do. Uh, my father-in-law didn't want to have a, a texting relationship, wanted a face-to-face relationship. Sometimes you say things in a text you wouldn't say uh, um, one to another. How many understand that, right? When you're in an argument, maybe, and you say, oh, I'm going to text this or comment this on social media, you'd probably never say that to their face, but you're a little bit brave sitting there behind your cell phone or computer, whatever it is. But I remember uh, many times something being misunderstood in a text message, and it's not what I meant it to be at all. And um, and uh, so many times it's, uh, that is not what I said. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry about that. But Acts 15, verse 37, it says this. 
Acts 15, verse number 37, and Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who, de- who departed from them from uh, Pamphylia and, sent, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed on to Cyprus here. So we see here that even the Apostle Paul had a contention. It was sharp. And uh, I want to say, first of all, this morning that a lot of times misunderstandings as a Christian can hinder the gospel. It can hinder the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't want it there to be uh, anything on my account that I misunderstood something. And uh, can, I, can I be honest with you this morning? There was a period of time in my life that I didn't understand a situation uh, properly. Maybe it was just the Lord was t- uh, testing or teaching me something. And all of a sudden it was amazing how I didn't even want to share the gospel with people. Because this was my thought. Maybe some of you have had this. Hopefully not. I'm like, if this is really what Christianity is all about, is this really how Christians act? I don't, want to, I don't want to tell people about this. And what happened? My perception and my focus was completely off of Jesus Christ. It was on the situation that I was in. It was on people who were just like me, who are sinners, that sometimes pride creeps in and we treat people uh, the way we ought not to treat. How many understand? The most, some of the most people that you love the most, you treat the worst. Uh, and a complete stranger, we'll, we'll, we'll treat them with kindness. But those that we love the most, oftentimes we treat with disrespect and with, with not love. And I, at that period of my time, again, I was, I was focusing on the situation, I was uh, fo- focusing on the problem, I was not focusing on the solution, that's Jesus Christ. I remember, uh, I remember in high school, it was a, a funny situation, I won't tell you the whole story, but there was a disagreement in our youth group, and it was one of those things that was kind of uh, silly, uh, probably didn't need to happen, but I remember my wife, uh, who was a teenager in the youth group, and I was there too, and she said the phrase, and it stuck with me, wouldn't it be great if we could all just get along? And I said, you know, that sums up pretty much every single day of my life. How, wouldn't it be great if we can all just get along? How many times do I quote that to my kid, kids? Hey, wouldn't it be great if we can all just get along? Let, let's just be patient with one another. Let's love one another. Minis- misunderstandings can hinder the work of the gospel. Next, misunderstandings can result in mistreatment. The, the reference here, Genesis 37, 26 through 27, I'll read it for you. And uh, Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother, talking about Joseph, and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let us not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. They misunderstood Joseph, okay? They misunderstood him. They were very jealous of him. They didn't understand that God had chosen him for a great work. And uh, at the end of the story, I love the picture that we get to see of Joseph at the end when he really could retaliate and get his brothers back. What does he say? Hey, you, me- you meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good. And uh, misunderstandings can, also, um, can result in mistreatment. Joseph was mistreated, but praise the Lord God, he took that mess and he turned it into a miracle there. Uh, next, misunderstandings can also result in loss. Uh, I think about just many times, and we'll get to this later in the, in the message too, but many times a misunderstanding and relationship often make us separate. And what happened, the, whatever time that was, whether it was a week, whether it was a year, whether it was a decade, that time was lost. Maybe I can restore that relationship, but I won't ever get that time back. And I, I thought about this, and I, I even feel weird even saying this this morning, but I'm going to say it anyways because it just came to my mind. When my father-in-law passed away, it really brought things into perspective to me with my own dad, my, my relationship with my dad. I said, I don't ever want to hang up the phone without telling my dad I love him. I don't want to hang up the phone with having a, 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 a disagreement with him or any, any loved one if you matter. And I can't tell you how many times I'll, I'll hear people that are upset with their parents or upset with a loved one. I said, what if that was the last time you ever got to talk to them? 
And uh, we, we treat people with such disrespect. And as Christians, what a shame for us. Let's, let's love, let's, let, we're called to love. We're called to, uh, to show the example of Jesus Christ. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but we have been forgiven a great debt. Why can't we forgive as well? Uh, misunderstandings next can lead to persecution. Acts 14, uh, there were some Jewish leaders there from Antioch, and they came and they turned the crowd literally against Paul. And they took Paul outside the city and they stoned him. They left him for dead. There was, a, uh, there was persecution that came because of a misunderstanding. Uh, I've never been threatened for my life. I've never been... Uh, been uh, attempted murder on my life. Uh, maybe I've made, been made fun of. I know many times I've heard people make fun uh, of what I've believed in, or they'll curse God, and I'll get a little frustrated with that, and I just say, they don't know. They don't know the truth. God, and I, help me to love them like you would love them. Uh, misunderstandings can lead to persecution. Next, misunderstandings can lead to false doctrine. 2 Peter 3 uh, talks about, Paul talks about these same things in his letters, but part of what he said is it's hard to understand, and some people kind of misconstrued some of the message, and many times I, I could be guilty of this. I don't understand fully the context of the text. It's very careful. We need to be very careful about studying the Word of God, uh, but let's, let's, let's misunderstandings can lead us uh, to false understandings. Uh, misunderstandings occur when people can mistake the truth uh, for things that are not true. Um, how many of you understand that you can hear something from somebody else? I'll say this, and uh, please don't start thinking. Is Caleb thinking of me? No, I, I try not to do this, uh, but many times I'll hear something, and I'll say, I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, that sounds too good to be true, maybe. Uh, so let me, let me find out if this is true. Uh, but many times we'll hear something about someone, and a lot of times it's in a negative way, and we immediately believe it, and we think that's true. And there's a misunderstanding that, that, that comes into that. Uh, again, there's, a, there's a, an example we can find in Genesis of Joseph, and he, uh, they, they hated him for his dreams. They hated him for his words, and they were misunderstanding what, was, what he was explaining and what God was trying to tell them. They misunderstood, and there was some hatred that came along. David, another example, he was misunderstood by his brothers in, in uh, 1 Samuel 17 when he goes to the battle to bring food, and what did they say to him? You didn't come just to bring us food. You came because you wanted to see some action. You wanted to see the battle, uh, but then we get to see why he went there. It was because he could stand in the gap and he could take Goliath out for cursing his God. Uh, so next, why, why the misunderstanding test? Why do we go through this? Uh, number one, to humble us. To humble us. I, talk, I asked the question at the very beginning of the message. How many of you have been misunderstood or you misunderstood something? Most of the time for me, uh, it's probably I was misunderstood. I, I said something wrong or I didn't do something that I should have and I did something I shouldn't have, uh, but I'm misunderstood. It doesn't take much to confuse me. Sometimes I could be, uh, I can misunderstand too, but a lot of times I, under, I understand that when I come to a disagreement or a misunderstanding, again, I'm not saying let's, let's forgo the truth. Let's not, I'm not saying let's condone sin, but what I am saying this, a lot of times when there's a misunderstanding, can I myself and I, I'm reminded of this, I feel bad for my kids, I use them for an example over and over again, uh, but there'll be, a, there'll be a time where the, one of the kids is getting on each other's nerves. I said, listen, how many times have you done something like that as well? Like, have patience. Like, let, let's take a step back, take a breath, and let's, let's be humbled. I'd rather, the, uh, I'd, rather be, I'd rather humble myself <laughs> than the Lord humble me, but it, we need to humble ourselves when the misunderstanding happens. Uh, maybe say, you know, you know what? <laughs> Even if you don't think you were wrong, maybe sometimes it was misunderstood. And you, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, I said that in the wrong way. I said that in the wrong timing, if you will. Um, don't say this. I've done this. This does not come out right. I'm sorry you 
misunderstood me. I'm sorry you took that wrong. No, I'm, I'm sorry it came out that way. I, I can see how you, how you took that, and I'm sorry that was not my intention at all. Uh, to humble us, why the misunderstanding test? Uh, next, to reveal what we don't, uh, that we do not always communicate effectively. Uh, many times I think I said something or I think I communicated something and it was completely taken out of context, completely taken wrong, and I just didn't do it in the right, the right attitude or the right, the right content. Uh, next there, underneath why the misunderstanding test, we're flying through the first part here. To reveal, we don't always see the big picture as God does. And if I could just say this this morning, uh, I kind of alluded to this a couple weeks ago, but I am just, I don't know if I should say amazed. Um, I feel like 2020 really was the, the year for me that I said nothing Nothing surprises me anymore, nothing shocks me anymore, although sometimes some things come out that I'm still like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't believe this is happening, but I have a lot of um, people who are my age that I went to college with or I went to school with that are turning their back on God, and each instance is because somebody let them down or somebody offended them, and then all of a sudden they grab onto that and they say, I've been mistreated. Okay, maybe you were. But your eyes, again, we've already alluded to this, your eyes are focused on the completely wrong thing. You're, you're looking at man, you're not looking at Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful uh, that God, will, he'll never leave us, no, never forsake us. He's never going to disappoint, he's never going to fail us. He's never made a promise and didn't fulfill, uh, fulfill his promise. And uh, I'm just amazed how many times I'll, and I'm one of those people that I'll look, at, I'll look at my friends when they post something, this long thing about what they're going through, and I keep hearing, I keep hearing this. And I've said this before, but I, I, I felt like they did this to me on purpose, and I, I feel this, and I took this, the, I took this this way, and I want to say, I'm sorry you feel that way. I understand it's an, you know, the emotion is a real thing, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never going to fail you. Well, your eyes are focused on the, wrong, on the wrong thing, and many times I have to be reminded of that when I get frustrated or I misunderstand something, and it could breed resentment, it could breed pride and bitterness. Hang on, time out here. Get my eyes back on Jesus Christ, because that's exactly what the devil wants us to do. I heard a preacher say it like this one time. If the devil can't get to the husband, he's going to go to the wife. If he can't go to the wife, he's going to go to the kids. If he can't go to the kids, he's going to go to the kids' friends or the parents' friends. And then he went as far as saying, if he can't get to any of them, he's going to go to the dog. He's going to find something to get into your life, to get a wedge into your life, and to take you out, and to frustrate you, and help you go through a, maybe a, a, a period of time in your life that you have confusion. And, um, and we'll get to that verse there at the end. Uh, but we don't always understand the big picture. I'm thankful for times in my life, many of you could probably raise your hand as well, that a situation happens, and at the time, it's frustrating, I don't understand it, but then maybe a year or two, or maybe shorter, longer down the road, I can look back, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad God didn't allow this thing to happen that I thought should happen, because look how, look how much better this is. Now, we don't always get that, uh, but we, also, we know that God's ways are perfect, and God is in control of everything. Uh, next here, uh, misunderstandings reveal pride. I think that's on your worksheet there. But when we are prideful, we're prone to many, many of these next five points here, and I'll fly through these. But before I get into that, I want to say this, that we are literally living in a generation. It's me first. Uh, it's everyone for himself. Uh, but Jesus gives an example in John 13. It says uh, he's washing the disciples' feet. Verse 4, he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin, began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. He, and later in the chapter, they're, asking, they're kind of wondering what's going on. And he said, I've given you an example to serve one another, to love one another. And I'm just amazed how Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who came and died for me, the example that he gives to us to be, be a servant, to be an example, and come in a humble way, 
And I myself have been forgiven a great debt. He didn't know anything. He didn't have to do that, but he did because he loves you, because he loves me. But we live in a very me-first generation. Misunderstandings reveal the, the, uh, several of these things here. Self-importance is the first one. Self-importance. I'm important. I was misunderstood. I want everybody to hear my message. What, what does that sound like today? People, a lot of people being, they think misunderstood, or they're misunderstanding the big picture. But they get up and they want to have a voice because they think that they've been mistreated. Uh, next, self-pity. Uh, I've lived here before where I felt like I was misunderstood, and all of a sudden I'll, live, I'll throw myself a little pity party, and I start to say, oh, woe is me. And all of a sudden, now I'm sitting here literally just stuck in mud and not doing what I, what I ought to be doing. And can I just say, uh, pause here a moment, that I understand there's some real struggles that come into our lives. I understand there's some real pressures that come into our lives. I understand there's some really relationships out there in our families that are broken, that keep us up at night, that, that, that really uh, break us. And uh, the Lord knows all about that. Praise the Lord for that. But what I'm saying is it's real. You're going through it. But we cannot let that take our eyes off of Jesus Christ and to give him Give him, uh, cast, your, cast your care upon him. Uh, next, self-indulgence. I'll just give, give you all these in a row. Self-sufficiency and self-righteousness. Go ahead and just put them all up there on the screen. Uh, but when we misunderstand, it brings, it can, it can reveal pride. I said this many, many weeks ago, but I don't understand that I have a bitter problem until something comes up in my life that makes me bitter. I don't understand that I have a patient problem until I start driving down East Main Street and I get every single red light, no matter how fast I go. It's like amazing. I always get those. But I don't realize I have those problems until it arises. So maybe you're going through a misunderstanding right now. Maybe you've been misunderstood or you're misunderstanding something, but God's trying to reveal something in your life uh, during this time. And this is what uh, we're getting to the, the meat of the message here. Misunderstandings reveals the necessity of patience. Whew. Necessity of patience. You know, when I have a family member or even just a, a relative or someone who's a close friend and there's a misunderstanding, I, not them, because that's what we always want to do, they need to have patience. They need to change. They need to do something different. Now, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to change. Change me. Mold me to be more like you, Christ. Let me have the patience. Because how many times has someone exercised patience in your life? And I think about the one who gives me the most patience, or shows me the most patience, and that's Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, uh, who gives us that patience because of Jesus Christ. Here's number two, another one that we need to work on, reveals the necessity of forgiveness. Forgiveness. I think about all that I've been forgiven. I think many times in my own life, uh, I love this. When I, when I am wrong, I lose my patience with my kids. And I go to my kids and I say, I'm sorry. I'm always so humbled when they give me a hug. It's okay, Dad, I love you. Lord, thank you, thank you. I, I, want, I want to have that same attitude. When someone has something, I've done something wrong and I have to go say sorry, or someone says, or they have to say sorry, it's okay, I love you, it's okay. I, back to that phrase where my, my, uh, my wife said, wouldn't it be great if we all could just get along? Think about that. <laughs> in our families, in our relationships, why can't we just get along? Well, a lot of times it's because me, I need to exercise patience. I need to exercise the forgiveness. Uh, the quote here on your, on, on your worksheet, conflict, pride, and bitterness in the church may be some of the most damaging matter to the work of God. And most of that can all be rooted up in just pride. And pride is a sin. All of these things are a sin, things that creep into our lives that literally the devil just slowly comes in and he, he tempts us to live in those seasons of life. I told you I didn't want to go out and tell people about 
Jesus. I didn't want to invite them to church because there was a misunderstanding going on in my life. And uh, I'm ashamed to say that, but I'm thankful the Lord had patience and worked in my heart and said, your eyes, your eyes are so off, off the topic here. Keep your eyes on me. Keep telling people about Jesus. During that time, the devil was so happy. I got him so confused. I got him so frustrated. Uh, I remember many times hearing people say, if this is what the Christian life is all about, then I don't want anything to do with it. Again, our focus is on the wrong thing. We're looking at how people are treating people and how we are being mistreated, maybe, or how we, how, how we think we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Misunderstandings allow us, here's the meat of the message here, allows us, gives us an opportunity to learn to speak more clearly, to speak more clearly. Yes, we can just also say there and put in parentheses to speak with love, to speak with truth. That's what the Bible wants us to do, to speak in love and speak in truth. And how many understand that some of the times that the, the things that we need to say is all about God's timing. We think that we should rush this and say this, but the Lord's still working on them. I think about that song with the kids saying, God's still working on me. And I'm glad that the Lord is still working on each and every one of us. We're all at different points in our race and uh, learn us, uh, allows us to learn to speak more clearly. Next, le- uh, allows us to learn to be more patient. I need to be more patient with people. Um, I need to, when there's a frustration, a real struggle that somebody's going through, I need to be patient with them and pray for them and allow the word to, Lord to work on their hearts. And number three, learn to be, allows us to learn to be more humble. I didn't put, their, put it there on your worksheet, but number four, learn to exercise forgiveness more. Learn to exercise forgiveness more. Now, don't, I know you got all the blanks there. Don't, don't turn off your ears to the message here. But everyone at one point in your life is going to be misunderstood. But how we deal with those misunderstandings will reveal our character and our maturity in Jesus Christ. How are we going to deal when these misunderstandings come up, come up in our lives? Maybe, again, maybe you've been misunderstood or maybe you're misunderstanding something right now. I can think of many times that people have shared with me something that uh, a problem that's going on in life, and really, honestly, what it is, it's, it's a misunderstanding that took place. Or maybe my, myself thought about something or thought about this and said, oh, man, this is, this is horrible, or I don't understand the whole situation. I, I've shared this with you before, but many times I'll see a, a matter. Why did that ever happen? Well, once I heard the whole story or the, everybody's side of the story and put all the pieces, to get, put all the pieces together, that's why, that's why that was said or why that was not said. It was because there was something going on. Three, three, uh, three more passages of Scripture that I want to um, share with you that have helped me. This is, this is really the, the, the application here, if we can look at these verses together. Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12, we'll look at. These are verses that man, many of you have maybe memorized. If you've not, I encourage you to put these to memorization. This will help you with relationships. This will help you with misunderstandings in your life good reminders and also things that we should practice. Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'll pause right there. What does that mean? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Somebody tell me, what does that mean? Against each other. We don't wrestle with one another. Uh, Maybe we think it. Maybe we think, I have a problem with so-and-so. No, your problem is with the devil. Uh, uh, let's continue on here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Look at what verse 13 says. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Uh, this verse, I many times have to remind myself when there's a misunderstanding, when there's contention, I'm not wrestling with that person. I'm not wrestling with my spouse. I'm not wrestling with my family. I'm not wrestling with this individual. I'm wrestling 
with the devil. Lord, help me to put on the whole armor of God. And I'll have to remind myself to go to Ephesians 6 and to practice that. And that's a daily thing, putting on that armor. The, the, you know that you've heard it before. Soldiers don't just put on the armor one time and go to battle. And, no, you've got to put that on each and every day, each time that we go to battle, each day, Ephesians 6, 12. Let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, two more passages here. Both of them are in 2 Corinthians. Then we'll go back to Hebrews 12 where you've marked your place there. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians 10 verse 5, it says this, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of of Christ, it's literally talking about when something comes in, and it's you know you got to cast that down, and every uh, bringing every thought into captivity, literally bringing it in and interrogating that thought: Are you truth? Are you are you false? Are you of the Lord? Are you of the devil? And, uh, what, what, and bringing that in, and let me tell you this: It's a funny funny illustration that has stuck with me to this day. We will not do it this morning, but I'll explain it to you. Uh, when I was homeschooled, there was uh, some videos I was able to watch for my, my schooling. There was a pastor, I believe the year was like 19, 1990 is when they recorded it, and I was watching it, and uh, he had asked an individual to leave the room and to leave the classroom, and he said, oh, we'll wave you back in, or somebody will come get you to bring you back in. And he told the classroom, and I'm sitting there on video, and I feel like I'm just part of the class, and uh, he said, okay, everybody, when so-and-so walks in, he's going to represent a bad thought that enters our mind. This room is our mind. And we're gonna, I'm going to show you what we're supposed to do with, with this thought that enters our mind. And uh, so he had the person come back in, and he walked to the front, and I forget what questions he asked him, but he asked him some questions, and after the couple questions that he asked him, all of a sudden the pastor grabs a pitchfork from behind his pulpit and just starts chasing this kid around the room. You can't do this anymore, but in 1990, I guess you could. But he's chasing him around the room, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, get out of here, get out of here, and he's screaming at him, and the kid runs out the, runs out the door, we're all laughing, it's hilarious, and he says, that is what you're supposed to do with every thought that comes into your mind. Are you truth? Are you false? Are you from God? God, are you from the devil? And when it's not supposed to be there, and the devil comes in and says, that person has a problem with you. That person said this, but this is what they meant. Whatever the case may be, you need to say, I'm going to cast that imagination down. I'm going to bring that thought into captivity, and I'm going to interrogate. I remember many times going home, telling my parents about what so-and-so said at church. And uh, my parents would all the time they'll say, well, I don't think that's what they meant. Just, just forget about that. Cast that down. They'd take me to this verse. And I was so frustrated at the time. Like, Mom, Dad, listen to me. I, this is really happening, you know? And I'm so thankful that they instilled in me this verse because many times I'll hear something and I, for a minute there maybe, or a little bit longer that I'd like to admit, I start to have a, a, a bad, uh, not a, a, a thought about, man, I think that person meant this or said this or I could take something wrong and I need to cast that down. Don't live there. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. Come into your mind and start to bring that contention that comes into our life. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, verse uh, 14. Hope you're writing these references down. I'm sorry I did not put them in your bulletin there. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 33, it says this. For God is not the author of, what's that word? Confusion. But of what? Peace. When you're confused in a situation, just remember, that is not of God. Maybe you might not understand the situation fully, and we need to keep our eyes on Christ, but when there's a confusion... I think about, man, just many things over the last couple of years. Maybe you've heard this before. I miss the, old good, the, the good old days, like four years ago, um, whatever, whatever that would be. But uh, there's confusion in this world, and that is not of God. 
Uh, I think about just many of the, uh, the, the, the gender stuff. You can, we can go on and on about that, and I know many of us can get very frustrated with that, and I can too, but what I really honestly, what happens to me is my heart breaks for those people who are believing a lie, that are living in confusion because they don't have their eyes open up to Jesus Christ. I try to do this, not every time, but I remember driving through uh, Soul Winning in California, and you see a lot of interesting things there in California. And we drive through these areas where these people are literally just high, strung out, whatever it is, people confused with what, <laughs> how God made them to be. And our, our group started doing this. I wasn't the one that started to do it, but I do it today. I just start singing that song, People Need the Lord. People Need the Lord. This is a lost and dying world. People Need the Lord. I don't know all the words to the song. I'm not going to sing it for you. I'll spare you the details on that. But uh, people need the Lord. So Seb's getting so frustrated about everything that's going on. Tell him about Jesus. He says, God doesn't love what you're doing, but he loves you. And you think about how guilty we are. We know the truth, and we still yet live in some of, some of those sins. God uh, is very patient, very loving with us. God is not the author of confusion. Let's go back to uh, the text that we started at, Hebrews chapter 12. I'll read these first three verses again, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. <laughs> and all those misunderstandings, all those thoughts that come to our mind that really just come in and really they begin to take stronghold in our minds and we start to have a wrong perception. Man, lay that, lay that aside. And the sin uh, for everybody is different. And the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus and keeping your eyes on Christ, the author and finisher of our, our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, praise God, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And our Lord Jesus Christ, look at verse number three, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be worried and faint in your minds. When you're being misunderstood, don't forget how much Jesus Christ was misunderstood. I think about just the times that he would explain stuff to his disciples. The disciples missed it. Uh, many people, the, the, the religious people, thought he was blaspheming. They missed it. He was misunderstood, but Jesus still loved them. And I think about the very people who nailed him to that cross. He still loved them. Uh, he was being misunderstood, but he was fulfilling, fulfilling the work of his Father there to die for you and die for me. And just a couple verses there at the end that I wanted to share with you, but I think about just many times that in our own lives that we are being misunderstood or we misunderstand something. And I encourage you, let's be patient, let's be humble, and let's learn to forgive. And you think about how many times, you think about how patient the Lord's been with me. We think about the way that the Jesus Christ came to this world in a very humble manner and how he served and how he gave us a humble example and how much forgiveness that he has. And he never runs out.